0: Go to Shopify.com slash Audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Audioboom.
1: Formula One mourns the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Tributes have been paid by members of the F1 community, including Formula One president and CEO Stefano Dominicali. He sent his condolences to the royal family and said this. For more than seven decades... Her Majesty dedicated her life to public service with dignity and devotion and inspired so many around the world. Queen Elizabeth II was present at the very first Formula One World Championship Grand Prix at Silverstone in 1950. She bestowed knighthoods on four Formula One drivers during her 70-year reign, most recently to Sir Lewis Hamilton. Her Majesty also knighted Sir Sterling Moss, Sir Jack Brabham and Sir Jackie Stewart. Formula 1 sends its deepest condolences to the royal family and to the people of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth.
2: It's a fifth
3: consecutive win for Max Verstappen. He will stand on the podium at Monza for the first time in his Formula 1 career. Very lovely mate. (laughs) Great race that again. It finished behind the safety car. It perhaps was an unsatisfactory ending for many as we like to see action all the way to the chequered flag but red bull and max verstappen won't mind that at all it's another win on their seemingly unstoppable march to a world title or two in 2022 max
2: verstappen wins the italian grand prix
1: What an incredible drive by Max Verstappen, his fifth win in a row, his 11th of this 2022 campaign. There really is nothing stopping that man and his Red Bull racing team this year. Now, this week on F1 Nation, there is no Damon, there is no Natalie. So I'm delighted to say that I'm joined uh, once again by Fred Ferret from L'Equipe in France. Fred, good evening. It's great to see you. What is the headline on L'Equipe for tomorrow? Murder by cold blood. Murder by cold blood. What do you mean by that?
4: Max is so impressive that uh, even Ferrari without a mistake can't beat Red Bull
1: and his drive. It was that impressive, wasn't it? Well, I'm also joined by Formula One technical illustrator and I might say paddock legend,
5: Giorgio Piola. Giorgio, it's lovely to have you on the show. What did you make of all that? Yes, I made uh, a lot of work, especially on the aerodynamic setup, because this race was fundamental to have the right setup and Red Bull made uh, the right choice. Now, look, the one thing about this Monza paddock is that it's absolute chaos.
1: There are a lot of fans in here, but there are also some Formula One legends in here as well. and. We've just bumped into Mario Mario, Mario. Elian. You've been at the sharp end of Formula One, you know, with with McLaren and Mercedes. And what do you make of the job being done at the minute by Red Bull? Fantastic.
6: Uh, Absolutely
4: fantastic. I mean, you almost can say they're dominating at the moment. And the way Max manages to get up front, even when he starts at seventh. Here or as well in Spa, it's it's fantastic and it's obviously a pleasure to
1: watch. What do you make of the power units, these hybrid power units? I think it's it's a good combination. It's it's a very efficient engine, and I think we gotta
4: should keep it that way because we gotta we gotta demonstrate to the outside efficiency can be made with uh, combustion engines.
1: Can indeed. Well, Mario, it's wonderful to see you. I think we're gonna head on. Lovely to see you. All right. Can we just really break down the performance of Max Verstappen this weekend? So, he's only second fastest in qualifying. Were we surprised by that? I was a little bit.
5: Uh, no, because Ferrari was concentrated with a setup for qualifying. We did that low rear wing. We were really very fast, but myself, honestly, maybe I'm wrong, but I say no way that Leclerc could beat Verstappen. Also com- because first up is a completely, for me, it's nearly a new driver from last year. Because he's, oh, he's driving much more with the mentality, he's much more wise. He pushes when he needs and he stays calmer when he has to stay calm. So for me, this year, Max is much stronger than last year.
1: He did say something before the start of the race, didn't he? He said, we don't need to win this race. Yeah. We can just, you know, a podium would be great.
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And uh, I believe that for Ferrari, I'm sorry, because even if I'm honestly, I'm not a fan, I like that win always the best driver, I do believe that Ferrari has no chance for the championship.
1: Do you think they think that?
5: Of course, they have to hope, like the people, you saw the people, there was also a booing uh, and that was unfair, if you want, because uh, anyway, the driver make a wonderful fight and Verstappen, wow. seven. He uh, was five laps halves after he was second. So it's unbelievable what he did. So it means that his car is so efficient that he's able even to overtake a car with less downforce rear wing because it's much faster anyway. And no degradation in the tire while Leclerc has quite a good degradation on the front left. Fred, do you agree
1: with Giorgio that he is a completely new driver compared to last year?
4: Yeah. From the beginning of this year, we, uh, we already saw that. The, It it was like a relief, the Abu Dhabi title. And now he's he's not making any more mistakes, even last year. Not so many mistakes, if I remember well. But now he's like in the new Lewis. Uh, Unbeatable, uh, driving so cleverly when he used to uh, do some bad things and uh, trying to win at every cost. And remember that uh, the French Ocon won the F3 championship because uh, Max did so many mistakes when they were only uh, 15 years old so uh, it's a long time ago but he used to be like that and he discovered maybe uh, thanks to the title or uh, now the experience that he doesn't need that anymore but now he will win he will want to win every race till the end of the year to beat the records.
1: Well, so this is race win number 11 of the season. Uh, The record is 13, uh, Sebastian Vettel in 2013
5: and I think Michael Schumacher in 2004 uh, as well. Maybe Singapore can be a doubt because it's a very bumpy circuit, so maybe both Red Bull and Mercedes will have more problems than Ferrari. Ferrari seems to be a car that's due to every kind of races, every kind of track and don't suffer the bump, while Red Bull and Mercedes, yes. So maybe the only chance to interrupt uh, this fantastic 11 wins uh, can be Singapore.
1: I mean, when you think back to the Australian Grand Prix and the way that Charles Leclerc dominated that race earlier in the year, is that the sort of picture we might get in Singapore? Or do you think uh, Verstappen and Red Bull have closed the gap
5: Uh, on that kind of track? The first race, Red Bull was not the Red Bull that is now. There was overweight, they made a lot of modification to the car, so the car is much better than at the beginning. While Ferrari, immediately the car was very reliable, very good to set up to any kind of circuit, so they had an advantage in this. But now I think uh, the combination Red Bull and Verstappen is unbeatable.
1: Right, where do we think he's going to break the record,
4: Fred? He's going to be world champion with 13 wins in
1: Suzuka. Wow, so he's going to wow. win, in he thinks he's going to win in Singapore. <laughs> the Red Bull will be very, very good at Suzuka, won't it? Yeah, uh,
4: of course. It's uh, yeah. Singapore is a Ferrari track, and Giorgio uh, will agree with me. Uh, Suzuka is a Red Bull track for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vettel won uh, one title there, or maybe two, and he always won there when he was a dri- uh, Fer- uh, Red Bull driver.
1: So, I think Suzuka for sure is a Red Bull victory. Giorgio how long have you been covering formula one
5: (laughs) it's not very wise to say because otherwise you can make the calculation i can say that i start when i was five years old anyway it's my fifty-fourth season your 54th season
1: that is incredible but have you ever seen domination in the way that we're seeing red bull dominating the rest of the field at the moment i feel it's even further ahead than red bull was in the four years that Vettel won with them. I actually feel it's more dominant than the early years of the hybrid era with Mercedes.
5: Yes, but you, you forgot uh, that I start when there was not the hybrid era, and uh, you c- <laughs> you have to remember 2002, and 2004 for Ferrari, and, and
4: 92
5: with Williams with, with Mansell, Williams, with Mansell, and uh, when Senna, when Senna won the championship with McLaren, uh, he was missing only one race, McLaren that year, and, and he, sh-
4: the last year in yes, a-
5: and Schumann in 2002 he, he was a world champion in the Grand oh. Prix of France. And he made four okay. stops.
1: I accept 2002, but I think if Max does get the record this year, I, I think it is a, akin to any other kind of domination we've seen, and it's quite extraordinary when you think that Red Bull uh, was in the battle for the world championship right to the last race last year, and they've yep. managed to, you know, keep it going, keep the momentum going with these new regulations.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are doing a fantastic job. And if you see the car, compare all the other car, it's full of innovation, full of new solution. We are always talking about the aerodynamic, but also the suspension layout. They are completely different from everybody, and especially from last year. So other New Year's group of people, they made an incredible job in all the area of the car.
1: And do you think Adrian's previous experience with ground effect you know, in the early 80s. Has that really helped him with this car?
5: For sure, for sure. For sure, he has uh, the culture, the philosophy of the ground effect car. And then again, I tell you this car, especially myself, when you take the picture, maybe you don't understand very well, but when you do the drawing that you can make back to back to the previous year, you really understand that this car has nothing to, to see with the other car. For example, Ferrari, the front suspension is very, very similar to last year's car and also the, the Mercedes one, while the uh, Red Bull RB18
0: is totally brand new car. Selling a little, or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow.
7: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at try That's trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D dot
1: So the Red Bull car is fantastic, it's innovative. Max Verstappen is doing a wonderful job with it. But what about Sergio Perez? Do we feel a little bit sorry for him that the development of the car has gone away from his preferred driving style more towards Max?
5: Yes, but we have to understand that the beginning was the opposite. Uh, Paris seems to suit better the car than Verstappen at the beginning and now there are some little difference I can't tell you I don't know because I'm not inside the team but for example the two drivers they use two different floors on the car so there can be a little different then we have to remember that Verstappen uh, had the, before the new engine so so it was again a, a quite an advantage compared to his teammate, but it's true that the, the, the evolution of the car, the update of the car, suit much better the style of driving of a compared and compare Paris. Now, you mentioned
1: engines then. Uh, I'm thinking immediately of the engine penalties that we had um, after qualifying. Nine drivers were penalised. We had to wait a little bit to find out the grid order. What did you make of it all?
5: Yeah, there was a delay, but we have to say that the, the choice for Red Bull to put a new engine again on Verstappen, make him to have a two engine for the rest of the season, and this is very important. He can it can be much safer than everybody else. What do you think of
1: grid penalties, though, guys? Do you feel it's you know if you use um, a, an engine part or a gearbox that's outside the pool, should it be a grid penalty? Should it be? constructors points deducted or should it be a fine
5: you said what uh, i always said from the beginning i don't understand why for example unsafe release from the from the mechanic and the penalty on the engine or the gearbox has to be on the driver i will put on on the constructor taking away they say one point two point from the constructor championship at the end of the day it's a lot of money so and then it's correct because you can imagine the people not the, the real fan but they see let's say a driver make a pole position then he change the engine and they after they see starting on the back of the grid they don't understand really Bottas. very well but that's in Monza Bo- last year yeah. so i do believe that these rules have to be changed like for example i don't understand is always i repeat from 20 years why they don't give a power inter for the pole position is the pinnacle of the technical of the best car and the best driver and there is no doubt while for example giving the price for the fastest lap in, in the race has not such a big impact from the technical point of view and remember that they, they created that rule
4: to save money not to spend too much on engine but yeah if you have to pay ten thousand euros for a new engine then you will have a something to uh,
1: think about because now you have the budget cap. So a fine that comes out of the budget cap or deduction in constructors championship points? Yes,
5: one of two but on the constructor and not on the driver. I see completely unfair to give penalty to the driver when he's a technical problem.
1: I was having a chat to a, a friend about this and we decided that if you have a grid penalty you should have to start from the pit lane and then depending on how many places you go back is how many seconds you have to sit at the end of the pit lane at the start of the race. So if you have a 10 place penalty, you sit at the end of the pit lane after the race has started for 10 seconds.
5: <laughs> no, 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 I has to be... Uh, You're a uh, purist, uh, aren't you? George? you yeah, like, are, like for example, the race, uh, to finish the race uh, uh, behind the safety car is something that at the end of the day don't make happy anybody, not even, they uh, say, the winner.
1: I don't actually have an issue with it ending under the safety car, other than, of course, I want it to be green. We want to see, you know, a race lasting 53 laps. But you have an incident where Daniel Ricciardo is on the side of the track. The marshals can't get it into neutral. I don't think that deserves a red flag. And I think just the timing of it is very unfortunate. But it's happened ten times before. Bahrain 2020, Felipe Massa had an engine issue and we finished under the safety car and it will happen again.
5: Very unfortunate. Yeah, at the end uh, we can uh, justify all this because at the end I believe uh, maybe science could be uh, attack Russell, but the, at the end the, the spirit of the race remained, the value of the race remained the same. Because I do believe Verstappen would have won anyway, and Leclerc would have been second anyway. The only doubt you never you never know if Charles crash
4: on the max then maybe George has his first win or Carlos his second
5: Ah. and then you have a Ferrari win and you're happy Giorgio but I don't believe uh, both uh, Leclerc and Verstappen wants to make a crash (laughs) I think both uh, they want to win but uh, they're driving also with their brain yeah but I think that Charles would have
4: tried everything he could and he know that he's no longer in contention for the title so he would have pushed like hell just like Daniel did last year in Monza and get rid of uh, Lewis at the first corner. So I think he would have tried that because he, he knows that Max doesn't want to crash, so let's try that. And he's
5: good. What about Ferrari's performance this weekend? It was better than Spa, why? It was much better than Spa, they understood better the behavior of the car. And also, they found uh, a very good setup for qualifying because they have a very low rear, rear wing, downforce rear wing, so they were very fast. But on the race the trim, I believe uh, Red Bull made the right choice.
1: Another person we've just bumped into, Mark Janay uh, from Ferrari. Mark, P2, P4, good day at the office for you guys? No, 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 no. Uh, for sure, Carlos should have finished P3.
6: With or without safety car, because he would have caught got Russell, I think, and with safety car he had fresh tyres. Russell did not, so he would have overtaken him. With Charles, today Max was quicker, so for sure that's clear. But it was a shame in front of all the Tifosi to finish
1: without uh, an open race on the safety well, do, car. Do you think, then, that Charles would have given Max a run for his money if we'd had a two-, three-lap dash to the flag at the end? Guaranteed. I mean, uh, he didn't have the fresh
6: tyres, the new tyres, because he used them on the second pit stop, but Ferrari was the fastest car on the straight today. And Charles would have given it all, you know. So I think it would have been—I don't know the
1: outcome—but Charles would not have settled for second place. Yes. Mark, it was at least a clean race for Ferrari. There were no errors. It was—it was as—it was, as, was as good as it could have been. Is—is is that how you see it as well? Yes, and not only a clean race. We—we we had the
6: pace. We were not as fast as Max, but we were much quicker than the rest. Um, with the car was performing well. We were clearly faster on qualifying. So. We had we did a good analysis after Zandvoort and Spa, and our setup this weekend was very good. The downforce level was very good, so I think we, the car was back to what it was throughout the year. Then you may or may not win, but we didn't see the Ferrari of Zandvoort and Spa. So, regardless of the speed stops and everything else, you know. So I think I
1: think we're going to be very competitive in in Singapore, honestly. How good is your French? Pas mal, pas mal, we. Oui. <laughs> Because the headline on L'Equipe tomorrow is
4: "Meurtre de sang
1: murder in cold blood. I.e., there's nothing that Ferrari can do about the pace of Red Bull. Is that have I translated that yeah. about right? Yeah, Fred says yes. Yeah, you, it was on the, <laughs> yeah and on the wing. Yeah, but I don't think. I think Ferrari had the right
6: wing today. Honestly, Max' race pace was amazing, zero degradation. But honestly, if there would have been a fight. I'm not so sure if the right wing was the one of Max, you know, because look the way Carlos went through the field. Carlos beat Perez straight s- square, you know. So I'm not so sure they had the right wing level. I just think they, the, the pace of Max was amazing. On the soft compound, not. I don't think Max would have overtaken Charles on the soft compound, you know. So, but then, the, then even the virtual was not favoring us because the, it was halfway through. You just got the half of the gain. And yes, we did have more degradation than them, but it's just Max is able to even have zero degradation. You know, he, he is driving superbly this year. He
1: really is, isn't he? Mark, thanks so much for coming on Thank the show. You. We'll see you soon. Selling a little,
0: or a lot, <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
1: I want to talk about mercedes now lewis hamilton coming from the back uh, p19 to finish fifth and of course george russell mr consistent his seventh podium is that what we were expecting from mercedes this weekend in terms of pace
5: i believe so because uh, the car made a big improvement first of all the car is incredibly reliable that's the reason why also they can uh, reach the podium but in terms of pace, uh, they are behind uh, both of Red Bull and Ferrari. So I believe this was the maximum result uh, they can do.
1: Now, technically, George, does that car excite you? Does the W13 with its
5: side zero waste, does that excite you? Jesus, I, I tell you, when I saw the car, I was amazed, because when I saw last year the, the mock-up of the car, I was afraid that this year would have done like a GP2 cars, have like all the cars the same. Well, when I was in Bahrain for the testing, there was at least four totally different kinds of cars. And of course, the Mercedes surprised me. I remember that Toto Wolff came to talk with me, And he was so confident to give one, he even said one second and a half to everybody. And that is amazing because you see, this world that is made so much on sophistication, wind tunnels, CFD, all the study, and then you come to the track and you see a result that you didn't expect. And the car is the worst car that Mercedes did. But they went on and they improved the car a lot. I believe that now. Why is it so bad? I think it's a combination of everything, not only aerodynamic, weight distribution, the position, the length of the gearbox, the position of the driver compared to the axle, everything together, not only the aerodynamic. And maybe also the engine that doesn't seem to be as powerful as it was before, at least no advantage compared to the other. But what I like in Mercedes, they went on working very relaxed. You know that I'm always in front of the garage, I never saw... uh, upset or working uh, with some difficulty um, it's so for me uh, I'm not surprised that it's so consistent I'm not surprised that it can be also quite dangerous in the in the championship construct uh, championship for Ferrari do you think they
1: can bounce back from where they are now to be championship contenders next year
5: I do believe so. also because I remember One sentence of one of my heroes, Patrick Head, he said, Giorgio, remember very well, if the people are good, they learn much more from mistake than not when you do everything correct. Because sometimes when you do everything correct, it can be a kind of coincidence and you don't really know exactly why you are so good. While when you do a mistake and the people are good and work together very well, you improve from the mistake so i do believe mercedes next year will be a strong fighter fred
1: what about the performance of george russell this weekend i would say that now it's normal
4: mm. they, they have a proper car not a winning car but they have the third car on the grid and uh he was second on on first line so finishing third behind the two unbeatable guys which are leclerc with the ferrari and verstappen with the red bull is now usual place at the end of of the race. Lewis was starting from the back of the grid, so uh, coming back to fifth, I think, is the normal position for a a multiple uh, champion. That's it. The the two guys are as good as the car can give them.
1: George said something interesting after the race where I put to him, why did you try the hard tyre? You're the only car to try the hard tyre. And he says, because we had to do something different.
5: I do agree. When you know that you are beaten, the only chance is to do something that the other don't do, and at the end, maybe for safety cars, for for some problem, you find to be in the right in solution. But if you, if you have a car that is lower in performance compared to the other, and you play the same game, you are beaten. You know that you are beaten.
4: Coming back to Ferrari, trying to uh, use the VSC to have a second free pit stop, was the only thing they could do because they already saw on the first 10 laps that Max was too quick and too gentle with his tires. So yeah. they were beaten fair and square at the lap five when he was second be- behind uh, behind
1: Charles. And if Charles hadn't pitted behind the VSC for, for Vettel's uh, retirement, it would, it, it would, then, then Max would have done. Maybe or maybe not.
4: Maybe not because they were, they were
1: so powerful and they knew that yesterday, I would just love to grab Jost Capito. Uh, Jost, Nick de Vries, what a performance. If I miss my play, now you're up for a drink, yeah. Yeah, it was a fantastic performance. A jump in the car on Saturday, not doing any mistake, having this performance, being in a position where to push to defend, pit stop, all this was pretty new for him, it was fantastic. Obviously, we wish Alex Albon well, but if he's not fit for Singapore, will Nick be back in the car? We'll see, we assume that he's, he's fit, but uh, Nick is our reserve driver, so, But Alex is good. Alex is well. Talked to him after the race. He was really sad that he couldn't do the race, but we are very confident he's back in Singapore. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, well, that was Nick de Vries, who uh, on his debut finished ninth in that Grand Prix. Now, I don't think you can overestimate
5: the job he's done. De Vries, he done a a very good job because uh, (laughs) making the the first race uh, with this result uh, is fantastic. So he made also, he was uh, lucky because he drove uh, Aston Martin FP1. But he, he was really perfect in the race. The man of the moment,
1: ladies and gentlemen, Nick DeVries is with us. you are heading down to the Mercedes uh, Motown,
8: But Nick, how do you sum up what's just happened to you in the last 24 hours? I mean, the past 24 hours have been a dream. Uh, I don't think I was quite conscious of what has just happened and, and you know what maybe it was good that it was all so quick because I think if you give if you give more time you give more time to think and there was no time to think and I just had to get on with the job the the team has been amazing we've you know obviously there's a lot of work to go through and to, to prepare before such you know such appearance but um, we focused on, on the main priorities and they coached me uh, very well through the race and whenever I needed help or advice on, on something and on tools and balance adjustments, they they help me, uh, and and I think we we really deserve this. What were you thinking as you lined up on the grid alongside Max Verstappen? <laughs> uh, we were texting <laughs> yesterday evening, yes, uh, this morning. Has he supported you? Yeah, yeah, and obviously in the race I, I let him by and he helped me, you know, getting a little bit more breathing air behind behind me to to Joe, and uh, Lewis messaged me last night, and George was great after the race. So, it's honestly to, to to be voted as driver of the day, and to feel everyone's support is just incredible. Do you feel this has been an audition for you somehow, looking at next year? Every time you're in a car, it's an audition. So um, yes, of course. But I'm I'm glad that I got I, I I got to enjoy it because normally, you know, you forget to enjoy the moment. And and I obviously it's been special, but i almost always forget to enjoy the moment and my dad he was coincidentally in in Monaco, staying in my little place and he came down last night and we couldn't even say hello this morning because we would start crying we just hugged and i walked on and and i could you know he we are very emotional we we lived for this as a family for my whole life and to get this opportunity is obviously amazing and, and to 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 grab it like this with two hands and to make it a successful one is just amazing and whatever happens in the future, they don't take this away from us. You won a title in F2 with a French team, could you drive for a French team in F1?
1: (laughs) I could drive for (laughs) any (laughs) team. It's a serious point because you have now shown this paddock that you you belong here and and there is a seat of Alpine going next year, could it happen?
8: Well, I mean, that's that's a question that you shouldn't ask me. I mean, if if I had the right to choose a driver lineup, I would certainly put myself in it. But um, <laughs> I do not have that right, so time will tell. The race looked very smooth as well. From where, wh-
1: were there any dramas for you at
8: any point? The ride uh, front brake disc was, was a problem, and I think uh, if we, if it would have restarted, we we would have been in big trouble. Yeah. And what about your shoulders? There was something about that. What's going on there? When, when the safety car came out, it felt like my arms went in spasm they couldn't move anymore and my heart rate and I didn't sweat even so much was, was all good but just the, the intensity because obviously the cars are very stiff and they actually on the straight you need to, to hold it right and and there's just no yeah no dull moment. It's been so wonderful to see you get your break I hope we're going to see you
1: here again very soon. Thank you very much. What a great advert for his family but also what a great driver. I mean,
3: you
5: could not have asked for more from him this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic attitude. I really enjoyed to see him talking so easy, so happy, so relaxed and so wise also.
1: Yeah. Old head on young shoulders, sore shoulders. He's there for edges.
4: Nobody noticed him, but he he, he did Formula 2. He did Formula Electric. He was there at the beginning of the Formula E. He was a technical driver for the company who was building the Formula E before the first championship. So he's very thorough on technical behavior of the cars, all the cars is very good. And he drove for uh, uh, Williams at uh, Barcelona, Mercedes at Pol Ricard, Aston Martin on Friday, then coming back to Williams. So he knows a lot
1: of cars. Almost all of them by the sounds of it.
0: Selling a little, or a lot, (coughs) Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
7: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D dot com.
3: And an ACS place, please. Sorry about the launch, Matt. Sorry about the pit stop. You drove a great race there. Yeah, cheers.
1: There's too many mistakes. Lando, just a quick word on the race. Um, slow pit stop, but yeah. P7?
3: Yeah, it was slow pit stop, also the start. Um, was a bit of a mess up with uh, the controls and buttons and whatever, so uh, I lost a lot there. Um, should have finished P5 today, which would have been a, an amazing result, a lot of points. just what we really deserved, um, but on the other hand, we didn't deserve because we made too many mistakes. So. Um, happy otherwise the pace was very strong stronger than Alpine and um, that gives us some good good confidence going into the next few
1: were you surprised by the pace of the car relative to Alpine Uh,
3: today yes because Sunday is normally the day that they step up Uh, we can be close on Saturday and then Sunday they they're always a little bit better but uh, today not the case unless Fernando had a problem I'm not too sure what what his issue was and when it started and whatever but uh, I think so we weren't expecting to be quicker today because their pace on Friday, in the long run, was was like a lot, lot better than ours. But uh, today was um, we stepped it up and we did a better job. So, uh, yeah.
1: Talking of better jobs, one final one from us, BMW PGA. How'd it go last week? The golf?
3: Uh, I played so badly.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I need a, I need a reset my golf
3: career. I think my racing mentality too too bad for my for my golf. I just played badly. I had a great day with uh, with Cyril. Uh, and, and my whole group was a lot of fun, but I just play terrible, so it takes a little bit of the enjoyment out of it. But otherwise... So competitive. I know, I
1: am. Uh,
3: I'll beat you all next
1: time, don't worry. All right, look, well done today. Cheers. Thanks, Lando. Great to have you on the show. Look, and what about um, what Lando was telling us there about the McLaren relative to the Alpine?
5: I do believe that the McLaren really is not respecting the expectation because last year was a much better car. and. Uh, And this year seems to be not so very competitive especially compared to alpine but as we saw alonso had a problem so this is the reason why in the race was not so competitive
1: yeah but once again lando very quick in qualifying there aren't many better qualifiers if any
5: on the grid i'd say yeah 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 he did a very good job Uh, i do believe that alpine they made uh, this year a better job they introduce a very big modification to the car they modify the shape and even I have to say honestly McLaren they started from Spain to modify the car but the result are not there on McLaren even if today Norris was very good of course
1: and of course he's got a new teammate coming uh, alongside him at McLaren next year in Oscar Piastri in fact both of you guys we haven't had your thoughts on that what do you make of Oscar, George?
5: You know that I'm the wrong person because I never saw him racing too much. Well, Fred, you have.
1: Yes, and I have
4: to admit that the the guy has the same um, career, young career, as Leclerc and Georges Russell. So you
1: can expect the same um, talent when he will be in Formula One. Now, look, while well, we've got our French correspondent with us for a bit longer, Pierre Gasly. Uh, points for the second time in three races, finishing eighth today. Strong showing from him, but where is he in his head at the moment? Because he wants to drive for Alpine next year. It seems that Colton Herta coming from IndyCar isn't going to get the requisite number of super license points. And therefore, he's going to be stuck at Alpha Tauri for another year. Where is he at? That was the plan. Uh, this
4: year, he knew, he knew that he had to, to find a proper seat, but there is no seat available. Then suddenly something happened on the 1st of August. He tried to get it, but he he's under contract with Red Bull. So if Colton Herta is not coming with the super license point, then he has he has to stay one more year with Alfa Tori. And how frustrated is he by that? Very, but you can imagine he's driving for Alfa Tori since 2018. So quite long time. He showed that he's a good driver. He's a Grand Prix winner, but yes. nothing moves for him. So uh, he, he has to be patient one more year or something happened. That's a special authorization that Colton Herta, who has won more than one race in IndyCar, can have some points from the wins of IndyCar, which is not as good as Formula 1, but at least as good as Formula 2.
1: So he should deserve the points for the Superlacens but I think it's not going to change. Giorgio, what do you feel about the super license points?
5: There are, unfortunately, there are rules that I have to respect. Uh, this is the system, so uh, what does, uh, Frederick said, is thot- I totally agree. But at the end of the day, uh, when there is rules, uh, even if we make uh, all the wise thinking, all, uh, thinking the best, because as he said, winning in, in Indianapolis, for sure, is nothing less than winning here in the lower category. But this is the rule, So we have to wait and see what's happened.
1: Rules is rules. I agree uh, with Giorgio. But when you think that Max Verstappen came in at the age of 17 and there have been other instances, Kimi Räikkönen back in 2001, straight from Formula Renault, it does. Unfortunate is perhaps a better word. It's unfortunate that Colton hasn't got the points that he needs, but he needs to find a way. To get some more next year finish higher up in the championship in indycar next year and he can come the following year but that leaves an interesting dilemma for alpine because if they can't get pierre gasly who's going to have to stay at alpha towery who drives the second alpine in 2023 now nick is being linked to the second Williams seat at the minute after such an exceptional debut this weekend in Monza but might he be on Alpine's shopping list or what about Jack Dewan who's a race winner in Formula 2? Jack Dewan is the next uh, Alpine driver so
4: he should be the the cheapest choice and the the cleverest choice for Alpine but can they afford to have a driver who never drove a Formula 1 with Esteban Ocon? I don't know. Do they choose Nick De Vries will prove himself today. Or do they take Mick Schumacher out of Formula One at the end of the year because it's a big name and Alpine can surf on
1: that big name? Right, final point that we need to discuss is that of Alfa Romeo. Joe Guanyu scoring the team's first points since June, the Canadian Grand Prix. Have they slipped back, Giorgio, or has it just been bad luck? Why haven't they scored points
5: I think a uh, combination of both because the car didn't have a big evolution here. The, yes, they have uh, quite a sophisticated aerodynamic, and uh, this guy is really a surprise. So he deserves more. For, uh, Joe? Uh, yes, yeah. Joe. Because w- when he was taken, we always thinking that he came in Formula One just because of his sponsor. But he, he showed him immediately that he's a very good driver, and uh, his teammate, of, of course, bought us too. So At the end of the day, the team didn't get a result that everybody was expecting. The car, the budget of the team, of course, is not very big, and you can see also from the way the car is done. But there are some interesting points in the car, some good solution. So we wait to see.
4: Maybe uh, I'm wrong, Uh, Jojo. You will tell me if I'm wrong. But uh, it was the only car who was at the at the weight at the beginning of the year. At that point, everybody was not able to do a car which was less than 800 kilos. And Alfa Romeo did that bet, and it worked. For the beginning, because yes,
5: that's the reason they were totally against uh, to increase the weight the, the weight of the car because uh, to reach that level of a car very light, uh, they had to spend a lot of money. So they spent a lot of their budget on this. And, time. and, and did, time. but
1: did they back the wrong horse? Because actually, is the fact that they've had to make everything light one of the reasons why they've had quite a few reliability
5: issues? Can be possible. Can be possible. One thing that I don't know is not a secret because we published. At the first lap they did in Fiorano, the floor crashed because it they was. Were the first to discover the posing. Yes, because it was too 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 light. Then they increased. At one point I want to tell you something new that uh, on this car now these cars are made in pre-prefabricated pieces because for example nobody knows because we can see the floor of the car but that's been told by two or three different teams that during the season they made even 15 different floors just that they start to build their central section is always let's say the same and they build up what they call the aerodynamic section due to the different kind of circuit so imagine 15 floors that's mad yeah <laughs> so but it's no, nice yeah. unfortunately we can't see them
4: Rem- remember that one guy who is now the technical director of red bull and in charge of the air 18 was a young engineer in sauber in 2012 and his name is pierre vaché and he's french wow
5: <laughs>
1: he's so proud
5: <laughs> and he's french
1: and he's doing a wonderful job, there is no doubt about that. Giorgio
4: t- told you about the suspension, the everything, and the choice of the rear-ring this weekend was Pierre. Because Pierre used to work for Michelin and he's very, uh, always very uh, nurturing, uh, you would say that, for the tyre. Yeah. For, for him, it's the most important thing in uh, F1 victory, taking care of the tyre.
1: So the top 10 looked like this. Max Verstappen dominated to take his fifth win in a row. Charles Leclerc was second. And George Russell taking his seventh podium in third place. In fourth, it was the second Ferrari of Carlos Sainz coming from P18 on the grid, with Hamilton just behind coming from P19 on the grid. Sergio Perez was sixth following that early pit stop. Lando Norris, that slow getaway that he talked to us about, was seventh. Pierre Gasly, eighth. Rookie Nick DeVries, ninth, scores on his debut. And Joe Guanyu scored his first points since Canada to round out the top ten. Gentlemen, just before you go, I wanted to get your thoughts on something that's really impressed you this weekend and also something that has been a
5: disappointment. The disappointment, I start for, from the bad point. The disappointment, I'll finish the race, even if it didn't interfere too much with the result. And a little bit also the attitude of the Italian crowd because uh, of course I do believe they like, uh, they love Ferrari, is normal, but booing uh, uh, Verstappen on the podium is something that I don't like. While it was a fantastic atmosphere in uh, Zambo, also last year when there was the fight uh, with Hamilton, the crowd in, in Zambo were fantastic, not, not terribly aggressive and the excitement to see Ferrari again uh, at least fighting while in the last races, uh, uh, not only because I'm Italian, but because of of the fight of the championship, because of course, if we love Formula One, we love competition, not completely domination.
1: When was the last time the President of the Republic turned up at the Italian Grand Prix?
5: You know that I don't remember. What I noticed... Because it's that, that long ago? A long, long, long ago. What does that ago. say about Formula One, about Ferrari? Uh, for sure, he's a fan of Ferrari, for sure. Because in Italy, uh, you have to remember one thing. One year, Patrese was leading Imola, San Marino Grand Prix on the Brabham. Then uh, at the end, they stopped. And Tambay, there was not a very famous, popular driver, but driving Ferrari, and the Italian people were mad, they were fantastic, they were terribly happy, because in Italy it's Ferrari. And of course, the, the, everybody loves Ferrari, and the president for sure is a Ferrari fan, number one.
1: Fred? A hero and a zero from you? Not a zero.
4: A disappointment is Ferrari because I was really hoping that uh, they they built a proper car for Monza, uh, spending the money and all the the, the brains in Maranello to uh, to win that race because at least it would have saved their season. It didn't happen, so it's a little bit of disappointment. But I would have loved to uh, to see Charles or Carlos uh, in the podium, uh, crowded by uh, all the Tifosi, more than 300000 which is uh, unbelievable. And for the, for the um, the good one, and for me, it's Nick De Vries and Max Verstappen, the two uh, Dutchies, were incredible
1: today. I agree with you on Nick de Vries. He is the feel-good story of the weekend, and obviously we wish Alex Albon well, but it's been wonderful to see what Nick can do in a Formula One car. Uh, Disappointment for me has to be Aston Martin, I'm afraid. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more from them, but you know that that car doesn't qualify well, but at Spa, Vettel was quite racy, wasn't he? Certainly in the early stages of that Grand Prix, and I was expecting more from them.
5: Especially because they have, they have the people and they have the money. Uh, while in the Alfa Romeo we were talking about pr- budget problem, in Aston Martin there is not, and they built nearly a completely new car, because we have to remember yeah. they came in Spain uh, what we said, everybody said a copy of the Red Bull, but anyway it was totally different from the car, the previous car, I think uh, there was only the radiator that stayed nearly in the same position, all the rest uh, was changed, uh, so they made an incredible effort, they spent a lot of money, and the results are not there, so real big disappointing
1: well that's pretty much it gentlemen thank you very much for coming on the show again fred giorgio it's been wonderful to have you on the show as a very proud italian what is it like for you coming to
5: the monza grand prix monza is a tradition so you always like uh, to see described at the end uh, uh, this invasion of the public and yeah. everything is wonderful
1: and th- and they ripping up the track aren't they over the winter now they're going to rebuild some of the bridges some of the tunnels are going to be made wider so it's going to feel very different when we come back next year thank you to you for listening at home you are very much part of this journey with us and we will be back next week next Monday to just reflect on everything that's happened here and we'll start looking ahead to the Singapore Grand Prix as well so please join us then but for now F1 Nation is produced by Formula One and Audio Boom Studios